all healthcare is individualized. And so uh, that's why when someone comes in, we take a careful history and physical and we go over all their medications and we go over their lifestyle and we go over their family history. And so everything's very individualized. It's not just a cookie cutter, you know, one one answer fits all type of situation. Welcome back to the podcast. In this segment, we address the concerns that people have about heart disease, which is especially important since February, we focus on heart disease. And I recently received an email from one of our listeners named Lisa, and she expressed a deep worry about developing heart disease since it does run in her family. Our guest for today, Dr. Rizwan Bukhari, is a vascular surgeon who deals with the diseases of blood vessels and has extensive experience with heart disease. He explains that heart disease is a very generic term and that there are many diseases of the heart, including atherosclerotic disease, which is what he treats. In today's episode, Dr. Riz addresses Lisa's concern, talks about heart disease prevention, and making healthy lifestyle choices. As always, the full bio and the links for each of my guests can be found on the website, healthylifestylesolutions.org. Welcome back, Dr. Riz. Thank you very much. It's good to be back again. It's a pleasure to have you back. I understand how busy you are. I know how busy you are because we live together, of course. And so I appreciate that you're taking the time to answer some of those concerns that people have. Um, as you know, in February, I focused a lot on heart disease. I invited a couple of cardiologists to come on and, and speak about that more specifically to my female listeners, because I have a, a lot of women that now listen and I'm starting to tailor the podcast to um, really support women in health, uh, especially because I'm part of the Women's Health Interest Group for the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. So I was hoping that in this segment, we can answer some of the concerns that people have about heart disease. And I recently received an email from a lady named Lisa out of San Antonio, Texas, who um, is concerned about heart disease. Uh, she said that heart disease runs in her family, and now she's fearful that, you know, that she will develop heart disease. In the previous segment, you talked about how you learned about lifestyle medicine and why it's even more important for you now to recommend these modifications, lifestyle modifications for your patients. If Lisa is concerned about heart disease because of her family members, should she be afraid that she might also develop heart disease? You know, first off, I'm a vascular surgeon. So uh, that means I deal with uh, the diseases of the blood vessels. And one of those diseases that I specifically deal with a lot, it's the majority of my practice is atherosclerosis. And that's where I overlap with my cardiology colleagues. And they also treat atherosclerosis. Um, also, uh, uh, the vast majority of my patients have heart disease to some extent. My, most of them have some fairly significant heart disease. So I deal with that on a regular basis. So I'm not a cardiologist. I'm not a heart surgeon. But I have extensive experience uh, with heart disease and, uh, you know, some of the diseases we treat overlap. So I, uh, I'd be happy to comment on these things and, um, and, and talk about what I do know. So first off, heart disease is a very generic term. Okay. It just means diseases of the heart. And there are many diseases of the heart. Um, and, you know, you can t think about heart failure diseases. That's where the pump isn't working very well. Um, or you can think about uh, uh, rhythm issues where the, the, the rhythm of the heart is not exactly right. Um, or you can talk about 
atherosclerotic disease of the heart. Uh, and that's where I overlap with my cardiology colleagues because I, I treat atherosclerotic disease of the blood vessels, uh, outside of the heart. And so, uh, you know, in Lisa, to, to address Lisa's question, um, if her family members have had a lot of her family members have had heart disease, should she be worried? And I think the answer, uh, the, the, the big answer is yes. Okay. And, uh, but you have to take a look at it in the context of uh, why did her family, what heart diseases did her family members get and why did they get, uh, those heart diseases? And the, the easiest way I can answer that question is, is, uh, just, uh, if uh, a patient of mine comes in and said, my dad, um, had a heart attack and a stroke and I'm doomed to have a heart attack and a stroke. Um, I, I typically will answer to them. Yes, you are doomed to have a heart attack and a stroke if you do exactly what your dad did in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, is that, that he ate a lot of saturated fat and processed foods and a meat centered diet. And he smoked and he was obese and he had hypertension and diabetes, uh, and he didn't get any exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you do those same things, then you're most likely going to have the same problems mm. he did. Uh, but, but, uh, the, 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 the control is in your hands. Um, and, uh, uh, if you change the way you do things, then you have the opportunity to change the outcome. Mm. And so that's where, how I express that to my patients. Another way of looking at it is, uh, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing every time and expecting a different outcome. So if you want to, to change the outcome, you have to do something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, you might look at it in the sense that we uh, some people people with that attitude uh, that my all my relatives had it, so I'm going to get it too. They they think that there's a uh, that that genetics control everything about how our outcomes are. And, uh, uh, I address that again by saying that yes, genetics has an impact on, on us. It has an impact on all of us, Mm -hmm. but the expression of those genes is tremendously impacted by our lifestyle choices. Uh, and so if you change what you do, you can change the outcome. Yeah, that's a great answer. Tell us your story of how you learned about lifestyle medicine and the benefits of plant-based nutrition. So. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a traditionally trained, uh, what I call Western medicine vascular surgeon, uh, where, uh, you know, we're taught to treat cardiovascular disease from a surgical standpoint. Uh, you wait for someone to get the disease, uh, and then when they have it, uh, you do whatever you can to fix the problem. Uh, and improve their quality of life, uh, or save their limb, or save their life. What What is the first recommendation? Change your lifestyle, eat more greens, or go get some of these tests done just to see if you have blockages. I think that that depends on the the age of the person, uh, their overall health, uh, what their family history is. So all of those things are taken into account when evaluating someone, and then deciding. Where do you start with what tests mm-hmm. and all healthcare is individualized. And so, uh, that's why when someone comes in, we take a careful history and physical and we go over all their medications and we go over their lifestyle and we go over their family history. And so everything's very individualized. It's not just a cookie cutter, you know, one, one answer fits all type of situation. One of the very easiest things to do is immediately start with lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, 
that doesn't require, uh, you know, all of that uh, in-depth uh, reviews as that's not going to affect what met, uh, what labs are ordered or what tests uh, and studies are ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so f- for me, lifestyle changes is an easy thing. Anybody at any age should be concerned about what their lifestyle choices are and what changes they can make to live a he- healthier lifestyle, yeah. whether you're 18 or 37 or 62. Yeah. Okay. And so I, uh, you know, that, that person can immediately take a, uh, a deep dive or a closer look into what is their lifestyle like yep. uh, and where can they make an impact on those choices. Something though that I think is important is that, you know, when you've identified these things, you, you know, you have to take a, a, a good look at yourself and, be, and, a, and an honest look at yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes that's very hard for people to do, but if you want to take an honest look at yourself and then identify those issues, don't try to change everything all at once. Yep. Um, that's really kind of, uh, setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. If, uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm. And I think that you kind of have to come up with a plan and it has to be a stepwise plan. It has to be an achievable plan. Okay. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, for example, if you, you, you look at yourself and you say, well, I eat, I eat fast food five days a week and I'm 20 pounds overweight and I don't exercise. Uh, and so now you've identified three things that you can address, which is your diet, uh, your weight and your activity level. Uh, I would say though, to specifically address Lisa's concern about heart disease, uh, you know, she can go see, um, a cardiologist who can then help her assess what mm-hmm. her cardiology risk is yep. based on current standard methods of uh, lab testing and, and other diagnostic testing. Uh, and so she can understand what her risk is, uh, and involved in all of these changes, in my opinion, are, you know, looking at your biomarkers. Do you have high blood pressure? Do you have diabetes? Do you have high cholesterol? Uh, and if, if so, those things need to be addressed as well. Mm. And those can, those can be addressed quite remarkably through lifestyle changes, uh, as well as the use of traditional medications. Yeah, actually, I'm so glad that you brought that up because those, as we know, are risk factors for heart disease. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to recommend just a couple of things. Um, One of them I know that you read and is what got you on board yourself when you first uh, made these changes. So Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease by Dr. Codwell Esselstyn. Yeah, so that was one of the, when I I started to understand uh, that lifestyle changes were so important. One of the first books that uh, uh, was quite convincing for me was How to Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease by Caldwell Esselstyn. Uh, And uh, as a brief summary for that book, he had patients, uh, I think it was about 24 or 25 patients, who who had been deemed non-operative candidates for bypass operation. Uh, And basically, their, their disease was so bad that even a bypass operation wasn't going to fix it. Uh, that that essentially is a at that time back back when he was doing this was this was a few decades ago. Uh, that essentially was a death sentence. Uh, in many respects, you might have de- uh, labeled those patients hospice patients. Okay, you might say to them, you with knowing what you have and the fact that we can't help you, you have less than six months to live. So uh, Dr. Esselson took that cohort of patients and put them on intensive lifestyle therapeutic changes, which is the basis of the how in, in lifestyle medicine, 
we can treat disease. Uh, so we've talked a lot about preventing disease, but you can also treat disease through lifestyle changes. And we call it intensive lifestyle changes because you have to change what you're doing very aggressively if you want to reverse or stop something. So he put them through intensive lifestyle uh, therapeutic changes and very specifically their diet. Mm. Uh, and he took them off of the very standard American diet, SAD or SAD as we call it. Uh, and what a, what a wonderful reflection upon what that diet really is. Uh, so he took them off the SAD diet and put them on a whole food plant-based diet. And it had such a tremendous impact that uh, my understanding is that uh, 85, 90% of them were still alive at 12 years later. Oh my gosh. What, what anybody wouldn't do who was told they only had six months to live and suddenly you get another decade out of it or 15 years out of it. Uh, that's, that's, that's actually quite remarkable. You know, the, the thing I would say about, uh, coronary artery disease, and it's just not studied enough to show how extensively we can reverse mm -hmm. the disease. Mm -hmm. One thing I do know is that we don't have to reverse it very much to take them from a symptomatic situation to a, a non-symptomatic situation, right. just a few percentage points in, uh, the change of a diameter blockage mm -hmm. can make all the difference in the world. And it's multifactorial. Uh, when people are having symptomatic issues with their heart. Mm -hmm. It's not just uh, the narrowing of the artery and how much blockage there is there, but it also has to do with uh, the resistance to blood flow, uh, has to do with the nitric oxide in our body. Uh, it has to do with the compliance of our blood vessels. Mm -hmm. The compliance of our blood vessels is changed by the amount of oil we ingest. Mm -hmm. uh, and in a whole food, plant-based, uh, oil-free diet, uh, you've changed the compliance of your vessels. Uh, in taking in more green leafy vegetables, you've increased the nitric oxide in your body. So you're, you're, you're making changes at, at a molecular and microscopic level, uh, uh, that have multiple impacts. And, and if you, if all of those different things make just a small few percentage point changes when you cumulatively, they can make a more significant change. Mm. Uh, and again, it might not take a whole lot to take somebody from being uh, end stage and uh, uh, symptomatic to getting them back to a place where they uh, can live. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just the fact that you said that we don't have to completely reverse atherosclerosis. We don't have to clear our arteries completely to enhance our quality of life, but we can jumpstart ourselves towards a better life by making changes right now. We used to think that atherosclerosis was a disease of old age, uh, but what a better way to state it is it's a disease that presents itself in older age. Uh, but the reality is it's developing throughout the course of our lives based on our lifestyle choices and specifically our diet. Okay. And there was a study of Korean War uh, vets killed in action back in the 1950s, and it showed that 78% of these 22-year-old uh, young men had the beginnings of atherosclerosis uh, in their arteries. And so that's just at the age of 22. And these were people eating what we would have the standard diet back in the 50s, mm -hmm. which wasn't anything compared to how bad our diet is today. Okay. And so interestingly enough, in more recent times, uh, they're seeing that uh, 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 there's uh, uh, these fatty streaks are the beginnings of plaque in young children, in prepubescent children. Um, and then uh, more recently, uh, we're seeing fatty streaks that already exist in utero uh, in unborn babies 
based on the diet that their mothers eat. Oh my gosh. So it is a, it's a disease that starts young and then builds up over time. And again, it's largely related to, uh, mm. our diet. Mm. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Riss, for joining us today to discuss heart disease. I'm also going to add a link to a blog on my Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast um, website. And I've been adding resources there. So if you want like a printable list of foods that you can start eating today to care for your heart or even exercises, I've been recommending apps that people can use. I know that you like to use apps for stress management or for tracking your exercise regimen. All of these tools are meant to help support you in, in improving your heart health. I wanted to add that, yes, I do use uh, a lot of apps. Uh, I use apps for meditation. I use apps for me for stress management. I use apps to track my sleeping. And I use track apps to track my exercise. Mm -hmm. uh, so all lifestyle-related issues, uh, and you can use apps. When you can actually measure uh, what you're doing, it has a greater impact than on you trying to figure, uh, just guess or estimate. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to use an app to better uh, track my diet, uh, but that takes a little bit more work and I haven't quite gotten there yet. You know, when we're talking about making small changes or, or these, these lifestyle changes and just making small incremental reversals uh, in disease, I don't know for sure that we can 100% reverse our disease. Uh, I, I can only imagine the amount of lifestyle changes and the length of time it would take to do so. Uh, but I can give you an example of something in my profession where just a small change would make a big difference. And uh, with that's with carotid artery disease. Um, we do treat asymptomatic carotid artery disease uh, in an effort to prevent strokes. When we have patients that we're following and they might have 50% uh, or 60% uh, blockage in their carotid artery, there comes a point where we know, based on the previous studies, that um, once you reach a, reach a certain blockage, it's better to have the operation than not have the operation to fix it. Mm. Okay. Uh, in some people, uh, we use 60%. In some other people, we use 80% blockage. And so let's say someone presents with a 65% blockage, and that means that he is at significant risk for having a stroke. Uh, that means that medical therapy is worse than uh, surgical therapy. It's better to have the operation then. But what if that person were to make intensive lifestyle therapeutic changes mm -hmm. and just reverse that disease 6%? Mm. Okay. And then suddenly now the next time they come in at their three-month or six-month checkup, and that might be uh, – wishful thinking, it might take longer than that. Mm -hmm. But uh, if they come in at 60% or 59%, well, they, they've just taken their risk down uh, and uh, they're no longer in that same risk profile of somebody with 60% or greater disease. Mm -hmm. And they might be able to avoid an operation okay. by doing so. I see. Well, thank you for that. Dr. Rizwan Bukhari is the owner of the North Texas Vascular Center here in Dallas, in the Mesquite area more precisely. And you also work with a couple of other hospitals. And I want to thank you so much for your time again. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank Dr. Riz for joining us and taking the time to address some of the concerns that people have about heart disease. It's encouraging to hear that lifestyle choices have such a significant impact on our health outcomes and that we can take control of our health by making positive changes.
Dr. Rizwan Bukhari's extensive experience with heart disease and atherosclerosis provides a valuable insight into the causes and the treatment of these conditions and his advice to Lisa, who is concerned about heart disease running in her family, is that changing her lifestyle choices is key to preventing the same outcome. It's never too late to make positive changes in our lives and it's encouraging to know that these changes can have a significant impact on our health. Thank you, Dr. Bukhari, for sharing your knowledge with us today. If you're interested in getting on his newsletter and learning more from him, you can go to bit.ly forward slash D-R-R-I-Z-G-U-I-D-E. And if you have a question that you would like Dr. Riz to answer on my podcast, feel free to leave us a voicemail so that he can address it. That link is speakpipe.com forward slash HLS. And that's speakpipe.com forward slash HLS. The link is going to be in the show notes. And even let us know if you'd like for us to play that voicemail um, live on the show. All right, friends, thank you again for tuning in. 